Hello. We are here on our podcast, our wedding podcast in Columbus, Ohio, called Devoted to the Dirty Details, rated PG. Maybe sometimes 13. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, This is brought to you by Devoted Columbus. My name is Jamie, and I am the owner of Devoted Columbus. I started back about 20 years ago as a wedding planner and here we are in the face of covid doing what everybody else is doing and that's a podcast right yes and let's I, talk about stuff let's talk about filling stuff. in our unused time at this point yes. educating you yeah. <laughs> and i'm here with tammy hi um, and she has been with our company for eight years she's a queen of venues and wedding i don't know everything wedding she she just knows and then michelle she has been with us for three years Mm -hmm. is that right and she runs the wedding planning division and the wedding day assistance here in our company so Mm -hmm. i got great company here with us today yes awesome so today is our second part of venue venue chat kind of we started with diy venues um in the last one so if you are more of a backyard wedding a barn wedding more the park or something like that definitely want to tune into that and today is more of a full service mm-hmm. i'm glad i don't have to say diy <laughs> <laughs> they told me that through the last podcast i kept saying what did i say diy so enunciating it. yes and i think i was enunciating it because i thought i was doing it right so <laughs> if you if you happen to catch last week's episode i apologize <laughs> You know what she meant. <laughs> so our full service for our full service venues are more like your hotels mm-hmm. um, and reception sites, really. Or, I mean, your banquet banquet facilities. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Benefits of full service and less stress. They're number one. <laughs> hands down for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. They are. I mean, so these are two things you have to decide. We know a lot of people are like the barn weddings, but you are going more DIY than your hotels and your banquet facilities, which are definitely going to be easier. And let's go through those reasons why they're easier. Oh my There's gosh. The, the barrel of information. Okay. Well, I used to work at a venue, so I can tell you I pretty much plan their wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yes. And I ask the tough questions that somebody doing their own wedding wouldn't know, like who's bringing this? What time are they coming? What time are they picking this up? What time is the linens going down? What time is the, you know, where are we going to store this? What is this? You know, so it's just basically having that knowledge at your fingertips and somebody to basically handhold you through the entire process. Yes. But I do want to state not all venues are created equal. They are not. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> so there, <laughs> even though there, even, there are some full service venues where they are kind of hands off. Like they mm. will, they might charge you to place your favors and for some other things. So you do need to ask. Be just. I can never stress enough communication and asking before you book. Okay, mm-hmm. find this information out when you first go there. They're going to give you this lovely tour and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to ask for a proposal. Mm-hmm. Ask for a proposal from three. In my opinion, I don't care if you just fell in love with the spot. Just just do it for comparison's sake. Three venues. And, and definitely when you ask them for your proposal, make sure they're comparing 
apples to apples, mm-hmm. yeah. the exact same thing in all three. And you, it could be a chicken dinner. You don't have to have a chicken dinner for your wedding, but let's tell all three you want a chicken dinner, all three you want an open bar, all three, you know, whatever you just say mm-hmm. it, all three. So you can compare apples to apples. Is that, you know, what's the gratuity added on? What's the tax added on? What what extra fees might you have not known or asked that now is in this proposal? So it's mm-hmm. so important to get this proposal ahead of time. I can't yeah. stress that enough. What is the biggest shock they're going to see on this proposal? Probably Jamie. the bar tab. The bar, you think? Sorry, not Jamie. Well, <laughs> oh, either of you. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, yeah some people that's true i mean they're they're like oh my gosh this is as much as i'm paying for the food yes you're right and they don't realize that yeah the bar tab is usually more but i don't think they think of the gratuity they don't the Mm -hmm. service charge the service no i was gonna say service charge yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it can be anywhere from 15 to 23 oh i've seen it yeah maybe 23 percent that they add on for a service charge whatever they call it service charge gratuity um so make sure you you know that mm-hmm. and how many uh, they're going to include like how many hours your bar is open so mm-hmm. that's something that you want to you do want to look at too uh when you're comparing quotes because some may automatically shut it down for an hour or some may throw on an extra hour so looking at those small little details too mm-hmm. absolutely and so mm-hmm. let's start with what you know a big thing that you're going to be asking or they're going to be telling you right off the bat is you know you ask if they're available they say yes and you're going to say how much and they're going to tell you well we have a ten thousand dollar food and beverage minimum and you're like what what is that what is that what you know what is that well i'll let michelle go on that one explain a food and beverage minimum so that means that no matter what you are to spend ten thousand dollars in combined food and beverage on your on your wedding so some may i think some and maybe you can speak to this but some may say well you have a five thousand dollar bar minimum and a five thousand dollar food minimum but in general if they put it together and they say food and beverage usually i see those together so Usually if it's full service, it's together because mm-hmm. the money goes to the same place. Mm-hmm. And then some allow you to put other things towards it too. I mean, I've had some venues that if you upgrade your linens or um, different rentals, they'll allow that mm-hmm. to go towards the food and beverage minimum. Maybe if you have your ceremony there, they mm-hmm. might let that go towards. So you do need to find out because it is different for every venue, which I don't know why they call it then a food and beverage minimum, but they, I think they still do. Um, or maybe they call it their a wedding a minimum. minimum yeah so that's what it is and let's say your minimum is 10 and you have your proposal for eight that means you are going to get the additional in a rental fee or just get more food and beverage move it up to shrimp for your you know your appetizer happy mm-hmm. yeah, cocktail hour or whatever so of course you don't want to spend money for nothing so you're going to want to add food and beverage to that and you have to consider you know Whatever your count is, it may go down. So consider that number too, maybe eight, you know, usually it's about 80%. Mm-hmm. So use that number when figuring. So again, when you're comparing, give them all the same number. So tell them all it's gonna be 100 people, if that's what it is. So they're you're getting those three great proposals and you know what the food and beverage minimum is. Right, most of the time full service is going to have their own caterer on site, mm-hmm. their yep. own kitchen, and also their own liquor license. Yep. yep. You can't 
bring liquor into a place that has a liquor license it's illegal so you can't do that yeah and the best men are sneaking in flasks in their jacket you're gonna be confiscated (laughs) just be very careful with that (laughs) yes keep it off site guys you know just respect the venues um rules and regulations and their licenses so Mm -hmm. yeah but also you get your your staff the majority of what you need in staff Mm -hmm. is provided by the full service venue to handle those things yep so that's your service and gratuity right there that's what you're paying for Mm -hmm. extra staff so yeah, and we were talking about the um, the venue, how they kind of plan it. They, you know, plan it to, to their reception portion. Okay, so they plan the reception portion out. Your diagram, how things are going to be placed, um, the time frame, and they use what's called a BEO, which is a banquet event order, um, and that really states everything. This is what you get closer, and when you go and detail everything out, but it states everything that's going to be in. I can't stress this one enough. Look at it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Please look at it and make sure nothing's missing because when the day happens and it wasn't on there, it's not happening. So, you know, make sure you look at that. But full service venues, I mean, hotels, what are the benefits of that? Absolutely. All of your guests get to stumble back to their rooms (laughs) without driving. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Everything is right there. You've got your bridal suite. You're getting ready there. You're not off site. You don't have to pay for transportation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something about downtown Columbus hotels is that you're right in the thick of it. So mm-hmm. if you, if we weren't in COVID-19, um, if you wanted to have an after party, it's so you could certainly do so at any hotel. Usually check their timing at the bar. Um, but you have all of these awesome locations downtown and then you can again stumble home yep if you wanted to love it even the um you, you got the after party but your rehearsal dinner can be right down mm-hmm. there too so mm-hmm. you, you could even pick a rehearsal dinner location you can walk to absolutely mm-hmm. so lots yes. of convenience or a church a ceremony but i mean with a hotel or banquet facility many times there there is a spot you know they have a location where you can do that as well so it just depends on if that's something you're doing you mean ceremony oh did i say yeah i'm sorry ceremony yeah mm-hmm. yeah no nope. yeah yeah i love hotels i love how everything is just right there mm-hmm. i mean i love it plus they're so used to doing events i mean not just weddings but also um corporate events that they are they're just they're just very familiar mm-hmm. with those kinds of things we'll streamline mm-hmm. run it well yep I love it. You've got the experience. That's probably one of the best things. So, mm-hmm. one of you know, one of the things you're going to encounter though with a hotel and a banquet facility will be your time restrictions. Mm-hmm. So you, many of them want to book an afternoon event and then an evening. So there are they are a little rigid when it comes to that. Um, not all of them. So you'll have to ask, but. Typically, if they're doing an afternoon wedding, you have to end at four, and your evening event will end will start at six o'clock. So you need to make sure that that time frame fits within what you're doing, or you're going to need to adjust it. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to ask too if you have to have all that stuff out at the end of the night. Mm. That's a big one, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How many times have you come into that? I mean, um, sometimes some of them will let you lock your stuff up and you can come and get it the next day but some you have to have it out 
right after your reception. Yes. Like, like for instance, what are all the things besides your gifts? Well, you, I mean, all of your personal items, of course, and anything that's leftovers, all of your, so your, um, your guest book mm-hmm. and the other centerpiece and just your centerpiece, centerpiece that's what i was gonna say oh. yeah so centerpieces whether that's on you or on your florist it has to be coordinated yeah are they coming back yeah mm-hmm. yeah photo booth um nowadays i mean most photo booths will have an attendant there but i've seen some photo booths that are kind of like self-serve photo mm-hmm. booths now like the rings where they're just like okay we'll drop it off it's kind of self-serve we'll come back for it well, when are you going to come back for it? We need to know because we don't want it to disappear. <laughs> right. Irresponsible. Yeah. And the good thing about a full service venue is a lot of the time, not every single time, but a lot of the time your venue coordinator will coordinate that with the vendors, yeah. which is oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I don't think I would go any other way. <laughs> I would definitely want full service. Yep. You know what I mean? Just for that peace of mind, making sure that they're thinking of things I'm not thinking of. Um, and Tammy did have a, a wedding. Both, oh, yeah. Both uh, Michelle and I had the DIYs. And yeah. Tammy went full service. Oh, yeah. I went to Disney World, so I went beyond full service. <laughs> yeah. You know, they would do anything for me. I mean. They kissed your feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. My guy was with me the whole day. He would have braided my pubes if I asked him I'm seriously he <laughs> there's our PG yeah, <laughs> no he would have done anything so that was be above and beyond and that it was my first experience because I grew up in a family where you know my family didn't have a lot of money and we were always going to halls or you know the basement of a church and we were all hauling chairs you know and tables and we all pitched in my wedding was the first wedding where somebody was doing it all for me so it was an awesome wedding and that's when i realized this is how everybody's wedding should be (laughs) nobody should ever have to work at their wedding i loved my wedding and that's you know luckily for us i think our company devoted columbus has that same mentality you know and that's one of the reasons why we offer you know wedding day assistants and planners and that sort of thing but if your venue can't you know i i feel like it's your wedding day you shouldn't have to worry or stress about anything so full service is great you know what i mean in the whole scheme of things right and and it's nice because i feel like it gives your guests some direction as well you know what i mean instead of just like oh where we go what do we do focusing on the guests Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. oh absolutely for sure for sure yes if i could have done it again i think i would have gone more full service i would have reduced my guest count to even smaller yes and then i would have gone full service because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Oh yeah, nothing at no all. Either. Like and most I just threw it together. Don't. Yeah, no. And it was it was so much as a wedding planner working with a full service venue. It you know for the most part what's going to be taken care of, and you mm-hmm. can walk your client through that, which I really appreciate sometimes. So, and I think the only reason my DIY worked was because I had an amazing caterer yes. that handled everything. Oh, for sure. So if they hadn't done that. I, I can't even I don't know. Oh great point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it's just so it it is very important to have a great caterer for a DIY and that they I mean he just handled everything for me, so it was awesome. It's just nice yeah. to have that knowledge or that yeah. professional, you know. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. don't I you know, now I know so much, but back then I was arguing with my guy, why can't I have candles on my table? <laughs> you know what I mean? Side note, you yeah, have let's to talk have about candles. Yeah, let <laughs> no, side note, that's just that was a silly thing to argue about, but there are rules. 
you cannot have open flames at for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah. Yeah. I mean most venues will let you have um candles, obviously, but the flame has to be with you know, enclosed. So and I was at a country club, a wedding at a country club, and they didn't have that rule. And did I tell you about this? Well, uh, do tell. This yeah. was at dinner. Start from the beginning. No, it was. It's a short one. It, it was during dinner, and and something got knocked. It, well, the flowers, it, the candle got knocked over onto the flowers. Right. And it started. On, it was on fire. So basically, table number thirteen was on fire, and we <laughs> had. And you know what the guests do? I mean, they just grab their napkins and they start slapping it. Yeah. That's what they do. So they're, like, they're like, okay, let's just slap the heck out of this. You know. And yeah. of course, it did go out. But yeah, that was my wedding. Where now I'm the table about, got caught on fire. Now I'm right. thinking about the charge that the couple got for those napkins <laughs> yes. that well, just got singed. Well, the the linen was burned. Mm-hmm. And, you right. know, well, and I've seen, I've seen like yeah, whole nother topic, but rentals that get burnt, you know, like burns on the tables oh and my drips, gosh. candle wax. You get charged for those yeah. linens that yeah. have candle wax. And, you know, have you ever been to a wedding? This is another just kind of side thing where the couple really wants like a fog machine for their DJ for the party. And it makes the, um, the sprinkler system oh, like no. the, you know a lot of places now don't, don't allow them so yes. i haven't had a wedding like that no. okay no i haven't seen it either but i did a wedding once and i'm not even kidding where the couple did like an indoor firework sort of thing so oh, when that was they, popular remember yeah. okay so when so when the couple was announced mr and mrs blah 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 they walked in and fireworks came out of like maybe half of the centerpieces We've, just like I've little sparklers so we had to have a fire marshal there. We had to have, I mean, you would yeah. not even believe what we needed there so that, oh, we had to turn off the fire system mm-hmm. in the venue. Trust me, with money, you can do pretty much anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was a pretty um, high-end wedding, so it wasn't, you know. I feel like that feel, used but, to be really popular. Yeah, but we nowadays. We did it all the time. It's did coming you? back. People are it starting is? to do it. Uh, yeah, it, they want more of a pyrotechnic or more of like a wow factor. It was cool. At some point. It, yeah. it was cool. It was a wow factor. That I only did that that one time, it, but it was it was a neat wedding, yeah. So how come, you know, like, yeah, I want to see some, let's talk about, this is receptions. Uh-huh. Let's talk about some seating. Can we talk about some cool seating? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember one time we went to a Wedding Professionals of Columbus meeting, and it was almost like an X. It was like two long family-style tables that was in an X form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was cool. When you have a smaller count, you can do some fun things. You know, you guys, you you know, everybody wants to have their wedding be different than somebody else's, but seating is a, it doesn't even cost extra usually. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. And I mean, you can, yeah, you can get fancy tables, but I mean, if you put, you put four together, you've got more of like, kind of like a Tuscan, Tuscan inspired um, family table. I really love those. I love I when too. families come together. I love it too. It just means so much when you bring two families together at one table. I'm a it. fan of the squares mixed in with the rounds. Love it. Because too many rounds to me reminds me of a banquet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So I really like a good mix. Yep. Or the, um, so, so I, I just did a wedding and I actually had to ask a caterer for help because I, I just could not envision it. But it was some uh, rustic beautiful tables 
Mm-hmm. that came with the venue and then some of the but then they needed to get more tables because they didn't have enough mm. right so we did we left the rustic square tables the way they were no linen mm-hmm. and then we brought in these um regular rounds mm-hmm. um and put cloth over them and it just made the space just so different it just looked with the mix with yep. the mix i oh, just yeah. love that i yeah. just love that mix my pet peeve I know now I'm getting picky but is when all of the linen are the exact same color and all the sun I don't know why I just feel like there has to be a slight variation if you really love that aqua green just go to a slight lighter aqua green just to give it dimension I love different colors you can alternate or do different hues or there's just right or even different color napkins every other or on every other table you know just Mm. to give it dimension and depth at a minimum Mm -hmm. your extra table should be a different color so like your place card table your your dj the cake Mm -hmm. make sure you have some splashes of color you know somewhere which is a lot of fun but yeah. remember when cindy did that um serpentine it's oh, like a i'm yes. in love with that yeah. i Wasn't think about that, that like every a, day a head table it. it was like a mm-hmm. head table that it, it's a bunch of serp tables imagine a um like a snake yeah, yeah throughout yeah, yeah. if you don't They're know what squiggly. that is but yes and that was cindy she was a florist yeah yes. very mm-hmm. very very cool but you, you know when it comes to the designing of your space in your rooms these are different things that that are simple and fun that you can make your space look cool you're going to decide whether you want a head table so whether you want like a if if it's just the two of you which is a sweetheart table Mm -hmm. or king and queen table or if it's if you want your head table all together at a Tuscan which um, Michelle mentioned and a Tuscan is where you're on both sides of the table so you can converse and then your traditional head table you're all on one side so you can speak to this person or this person um, and that's a traditional, probably my least favorite, but I, I'm just going to tell you that's my opinion. But many, many people still do a traditional sure do. head table. Yeah. I've yeah. even, remember those two tiered head tables? Oh, yes. Oh I, was, I, ju- I was just at a wedding last year oh, that no. did it. Because you have so many people. Yeah, they have like you, 24 people in there. <laughs> yeah, their... it's hard to do one big one, but that's where that Tuscan table could really come into play or you like know, breaking it up a bit. You know why I hate those tables? Because like, say the bride and groom are in the middle they have to excuse me excuse me excuse oh, me it's yeah. like being in the middle at the movie theater and you have to go to the bathroom excuse me excuse well, me if you're up on a riser mm-hmm. well yeah. yes and then you have to like scoot your way i don't like those there's no. never enough room ever no. behind those but a lot of times so for head tables and at a tuscan you can make it any size but that's when you invite the significant others up too mm-hmm. so it's not just your bridal mm-hmm. party and it's a little more it feels better yeah don't you think yeah, yeah you, you kind of include those others that are feeling left out of over at the table with just all the spouses you know what's <laughs> awesome i love the sweetheart table because then you allow your bridal party to sit with their significant others or their mm-hmm. family and i i think generally bridal parties feel better about that too because mm. they know I mean, they've gone through all of that. They're just waiting for you to do, you know, a couple speeches and then it's party time. So all the hard stuff's out of the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I don't know. Receptions are my favorite part. It's just a big party. Right? <laughs> it is. What about um, restrictions um, at full service venues on what you can throw when the bride and groom go away? No confetti or glitter. Yeah. Don't no, do usually it. at a venue. Yeah. You can't have glitter. 
um no con yeah no confetti well if you're I doing a ceremony depends. inside you'd probably they probably don't even want rose petals or something Mm-mm. like that you can if you're indoors and you have an aisle runner and you're throwing petals on the aisle runner and your planner or somebody can easily roll up the the aisle runner with petals okay it's probably what could be allowed but yeah yeah nothing small because i mean they have to they have to vacuum they have to or find bring in a professional person to pick that up and some of these things do not come up like can you imagine the rice falling in between all of the little yes. greens skip it mm-hmm. i mean if you have an, a church it's always fun to do certain things at a church like echo fetti or um leaves or petals or something that's biodegradable or friendly to nature but mm-hmm. bubbles bubbles are, are bubbles oh. still in i've had bubbles yeah yeah i think so what about sparklers yeah, they're still that's an exit. Doing par- that's an exit. Yeah. Yep. Still doing that. The mocks, mm. um, the mock exits or the exits. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Sidebar: What is your? What are both of yours' opinion on um, aisle runners? No, hate it. Don't do, do you? It. Okay, I was okay, going to say that. I too, talk but every I, single couple out of doing it. Every single one. They are a risk. Okay, I have to say though, unless you <laughs> do it, like I've had some amazing Indian weddings, and the scent, the the aisle runner you has can't been help it then. the bomb. Right. I mean, they they have their initials, and it's super wide, and it's done it's the right way. It's gorgeous. Really. So, good material too yeah i mean if you're tell us why you don't like aisle runners because obviously from you know a new bride a new groom a new couple they don't know any difference so tell us why aisle runners are not good it's a trip risk i mean it is it it doesn't matter what you do to try to get them to stick or in the ground whatever wherever you're getting married it doesn't matter it's they always come up and they always trip and someone someone almost face plants it's just (laughs) if you're outside here's my deal with with this is why i hate them if they're outside they're constantly blowing blowing. and then you have to keep the guess off of it because if it's a cheap one they're gonna rip it and then number three how many times have i walked you know have i sent the bride down the aisle and i said do not shuffle your feet because i have seen so many trip Yes, we just, I just had one last year. It's, I understood because she had a lace dress and it was her dress that she was really worried about. And then we, it it was, um, it was all outside on the lawn. So we had to lay down the two aisle runners, by the way. So that gets even more complicated because you have to connect them by stakes in the ground. And so you put the stakes in the ground, wind's coming up. It's still, you have to have a stake every like one inch to keep it down. Right. And on top of grass, by the way. And so it kept flowing up and I was constantly trying to pull it down. You've got guests who walked over it. It wasn't white by the time she walked down. She may as well have walked on the grass at that point. Mm-hmm. And it just was, it was just so messy. And I don't, I think as a bride looking to go down that aisle, your immediate thought is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the aisle runner isn't there or it's not down. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so stressed out. Like you do think about those things when mm-hmm. you go down the aisle. So yeah. take it's, it off. <laughs> I do say it's a hard no for outdoors. But mm-hmm. indoors, you got to have the right one, a beautiful fabric one. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, again, before I was a wedding planner, yeah. I had the aisle runner in my outdoor wedding. Yeah. So it, I, I we have to find this picture, and it would be fun to attach this to the podcast because I had guests with their feet out 
in the aisle <laughs> holding, holding it down, it down. Oh, yeah holding it down and that's an awesome picture yeah. though that is it's actually probably a funny memory a good picture to look back on but yeah to pull it down with stakes and it blows and then mm-hmm. you're walking in heels on top of an aisle runner on top of grass guys poke, yeah, poke come on poke, yeah, poke. definitely so moral of the story there is if you're gonna go spend the money spend the money on it do but it right do it right yeah. make sure it's down don't do it outside and um yeah if you don't need it don't do it it's not yeah. required guys it's such a little that's little funny thing. we totally like for venue we totally got off on yeah i runner. sorry <laughs> but you mentioned it and i've always wondered because i personally kind of secretly hated them but i don't want to begrudge a couple because they want it not. and i just wanted your opinion yeah no to each their own yeah but here's their pros and cons right yeah done right absolutely so what other things do we have to talk about on a full service venue full service venue i mean they take care of so much most Mm -hmm. of them anyway um i mean there's some venues where we're wedding planners and it's like oh my god this like we go in to make sure that our vendors job we make our vendors job easier and our venues easier and there's some venues that just rock it out and it's like Oh my gosh, we have so mm-hmm. much time because they do so much for you know for it. They they mm-hmm. go above and beyond yeah. that we can focus then on the, the bride couple. and oh, the yeah. couple yeah. and the guests and just make sure everybody's needs are taken care of. So, you know, then a planner's job is a little harder when the venue doesn't do all those things. And oh, then yeah. we pick up. I, I'm going to say one more thing that this is mm-hmm. really important. Um, when you do a seating chart, which I, it's hard, and you guys spend a lot of time on doing a seating chart and figuring out who can sit with who and who's not gonna, who gets along, and you know, so you figure this all out and you have this plan and you give it to the venue and they're supposed to put the exact amount of chairs at each table. I'm gonna tell you that 85% of the time they are not set according to diagram mm-hmm. that is how frequent that it is not so that's one of the things on our list that we check and i would suggest you don't you know you have somebody else on your side if you don't have a planner that checks that mm-hmm. and make sure that there there's 10 t- 10 chairs when there's 10 people and not eight mm-hmm. because what does that look like guys mm-hmm. yeah. that's like, like we forgot them it well what happens it's so awkward they come in and they are assigned to table 10 and there's not enough chairs and this couple goes to table 10 and they're like they're all seated they're all seated and there's no chairs for them mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do and so you have two guests feeling totally awkward yes and then they go to whoever and then we're like oh my gosh i'm like you know who the venues like panics and then they're bringing in you know place settings and chairs and it just looks awkward Mm -hmm. yeah so one more tip is to make sure that somebody double checks to make sure that the right seats are at the right tables yeah yeah Yeah. maybe your assistant or just somebody who you're kind of designating in charge Mm -hmm. you know what i love about real quick um full service venues is that they know the right vendors not necessarily all the time but for the most part they will have a preferred vendor list or they can make Mm -hmm. the best referrals because they've worked with this dj they've worked with this lighting company they've worked with this cake company they've been to the venue they've been to the venue they know each other and it just makes their team that much more solid Mm -hmm. yeah remember i mean the number one thing you want on your wedding day is a solid team of vendors to help you run your day smoothly the key Mm -hmm. key is a great wedding day team Mm -hmm. yes 
Yes. So with that, oh, yes, we're gonna we'll kind of go through you know how we can help you. We have lots of resources. Devoted Columbus is is the number one wedding resource here in our area. We're a local company here to help you with whatever you need. We have Facebook groups, um, Ohio Brides Helping Brides, the wedding resale market. That's to save you money. Our our goal, our main focus is to make sure they have fun with the, in the planning process, save them money and guide them to amazing vendors along the way. Oh, absolutely. And we do yeah. that in like all these ways. So we do have wedding day assistants. We have wedding planners. We have Facebook groups. We have our fabulous magazine, Devoted Columbus, which you can see on our online um, directory. The online directory has our vendors as well. And we do have the wedding experience coming up. It's gonna be in October. It's gonna be both um, in person and virtual, so you can attend either way. Great money savings, inspiration, just lots of fun stuff. Did I cover everything? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Are good? Yeah. Cool. Well. I'm not sure what we're going to do next, so we might be taking some top questions from brides next time. So if you do have any questions, burning, you know, ideas or want some um, tips, please send them to us. We're happy to do a podcast on it. Yep, absolutely. What do you want to know? Cool. Well, we're out for this time. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.